It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Reception Perception, the show now. James Cole and Matt Harmon. You just charted Geno Smith, okay? Uh, took on who, in your estimation, you said best defense in the NFL. You're not going to get an argument from me. They're playing out of this, uh, out of uh, out of their minds right now in the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, 47.9% adjusted accuracy. That's real bad. That is real bad, Derek Klassen. It's not Can good. Can you talk about? No, it is not good. Can you talk about? Uh, you know, Geno Smith there in week number nine. And then again, week number nine is one thing, but what about the entire season? Where are we at with Geno Smith? This was one of those games to me where it really just felt like this was the best defense in the league, hitting all the right buttons against an offense that is nice and a quarterback that is nice, but they're Mm -hmm. like two or three. This defense is like two or three tiers above that. And when they're playing the way that they can play, I think um, these kind of games can just happen. I think when you – obviously, you know, I wrote this. When you look at the numbers, they're bad. Like there's no positive spin. There's really no route he threw well. There's no area he threw well. He wasn't good under pressure. He wasn't good into tight windows. Like there, there's no positive way to spin it. But when you watch it, there really aren't that many plays that he didn't make that were there. You know what I mean? Like the, the yeah. Baltimore mm-hmm. Ravens defense was just playing completely out of their mind. I think some of the simulated pressures and creepers that Mike McDonald was sending were were unbelievable. Like some of the slot pressures he had, they had one just outside the red zone where like they send an unblocked uh, slot pressure. Um, it gets perfectly gloved up. And then the guy who comes uh, ends up getting a hand on the ball. It's like, what are you going to do when they're, when they're just playing like that and, and hitting all the right buttons? Um, and then, you know, Gino was, right. was under pressure for half of his throws um, in this game by my charting, which is just not – you can't really play quarterback that way. Nah, so nah, I, nah. to me, it was just one of those games where everything that could have gone wrong went wrong. And the last thing I'll say on that point, the interception Gino Smith threw was a miscommunication between him and um, – Tyler Lockett, because you can see mm-hmm. before the snap, Gino is trying to make some sort of adjustment. He sees that the, the Ravens are in a too high shell. They're probably going to go play cover two, and they do. And Gino is trying to get a go route into that hole, into that cover mm, two okay. hole. He wants to throw the sideline yeah. shot. You can see Tyler Lockett before the snap. He's like looking over at Gino yelling like, yo, what was the call? Like, what's the change? What are we doing? Tyler Lockett takes an inside release on his vertical route, which ah. is a no-no if you're trying to throw this. And then he kind of just like stops running the route. And so, but Gino throws it anyway. He's like, screw it. This is all we had. I'm getting pressured. And so it ends up an interception because it's a miscommunication. So like I said, everything that could have went wrong in this game, it, it, it went wrong. Yeah, the defensive front there for Baltimore, I think has been playing really well. I've been really impressed actually with the back end of the defense because it's a unit that last year I thought was really lacking. Uh, and, and all of a sudden, I think they've just become, uh, again, a, a little bit of a shutdown uh, not a little bit, a, a shutdown defense, really, from what we've seen uh, in the first half of the year. Uh, two things that stood out for me in this game uh, in regards to your charting. Nearly a third of of the throws that Gino had were both pressured 
and into tight windows. That's crazy, man. Like you again, we're talking about how do you make these throws where not only are you under pressure, but you're then also throwing into tight windows, right? So it's one thing to see pressure right in your face, but you see a man streaking down the side or or maybe a, you know a tight end on a seam route and he's wide open. Okay, that's one thing. But now he's trying to fit him into tight windows and he's under the gun. Man, that's um that that's a tough way to live. Yeah, it's and that's really again credit to this Ravens defense cuz a lot of times what you'll see so the Ravens send a lot of these like five man pressures and they'll do it in a bunch of funky different ways. But you'll see this from other defenses too like um you know the Giants do this or or, or the Bucks kind of do they live in this kind of philosophy. The thing is there's usually a lot more air in the coverage when those defenses do that. Like you can find sure. the blind spots and like where the blitzers are coming from all that sort of stuff. That's just not true with the Ravens. Like they glove everything up so well and they know exactly what routes you're trying to get into. They know how to manipulate um, some of your protection. So like checkdowns don't get out. So when you're pressured, you're like, oh God, the running back who might've got out isn't getting out. The tight end is like stuck in chip help, all that sort of stuff. And you're still getting hit by a free rusher. So like, again, I I think the Ravens just did an unbelievable job. I mean, to get that, to get pressure and tight windows on more than a quarter of your, your throws, like, I mean, good luck, man. Who 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 yeah. in the league is going to have a good day when when that's what no you're one. dealing with? Yeah, it's really tough. Um, uh, yeah, you mentioned too that uh, half his checkdowns were just outright defended, uh, yeah. which is come on, that's not supposed to happen. They're called checkdowns for a reason, dude. Like these got to be open, man. How are these? How are the checkdowns being defended outright? That's half of them. That's just. Anyways, that's crazy. Um, listen, I, I wanted to talk, get away from this game, and just kind of take a look at it from a, uh, a a season long perspective because I think the general consensus is, and um, I think you're going to fight against this, but I think the general consensus is that Geno's really coming back down to earth in a very hard way. Last year, you charted this guy and um, was arguably the most accurate quarterback in the NFL. Right? He was his seventy five percent success rate versus man. That was number one in the league and then his 75% success rate versus zone that was top five so you could make a real good argument that Gino was the most accurate quarterback in the league in 2022 talk to me about where he is at in 2023 I mean I think statistically it's pretty hard to argue that he's not been worse especially over the past few weeks I mean this Ravens game is really going to tank him but even the week before against the Browns was was not that great I think what I would yeah. say, and we actually saw also this. Towards also, the back. by the way, also also a tough defense with the Browns too. So yes. just you know, put a little context in there. Yeah, a hundred percent. And that's um, and I think specifically, and we saw this at the end of last year, where the tackle play started to deteriorate a little bit, and you saw some, you know, Geno Smith kind of be a little bit more uneven, especially statistically. I think that's really been a problem this year. Like their offensive line has been bad. I think early parts in the season, you know, Charles Cross wasn't playing. Abe Lucas hasn't played for most of the season. They've been fumbling around at, at right guard a little bit. So like they've just had huge offensive line problems. And when you run into a Browns front that is as good as anybody and you run into a yeah. Ravens front that is going to really mess up your protection rules about as good as anybody and still have guys who can get home like Matt Aguique's incredible clowny is playing at a really high level. Those are just defenses that are really conducive to making the specific way that this team is built and the way that Gino plays look really bad because Gino is a guy who he's going to hold on to the ball. He's going to try to get through his progressions. He's going to want to get to the backside and he's going to throw the dang ball into a tight window. And that is just a play style that can be a little bit fragile. Like we've seen this with Dak Prescott at times, especially last year. Like, you know, when, when he, when the offensive line wasn't quite playing as well and every single window was tight, 
sometimes you get interceptions. Sometimes you get really bad games where the, the bounces just aren't going your way. I think that's really all it is with Gino right now is that the offensive line is really, really making it difficult um, to, to, to play the way that they want to, um, especially these past few weeks. So I still have faith that in the long run, you know, by the mm-hmm. end of the season, we're going to look at and be like, you know, Gino Smith had a fine year. Maybe it wasn't quite as flashy as, as the year before, but I think we're going right. to look back at the end of the season and be like, you know what? He, he, he did well and, and they figured themselves out. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 